Welcome to the Wander Learn Podcast, and Sim Blanchard and I look into our crystal balls to assess global politics. Now, Sim listens to a lot of political podcasts when he's going on his long hikes across America and other parts of the world. He's just completed a long trek in Scotland. He's done one in Israel. He's been all over the place, and he's constantly listened to podcasts throughout the journey. And so I like to talk to him about uh, global politics. So we start off the conversation with the 2024 election. We predict who are going to be some of the nominees for each political party, the two main ones, and then who might win the election. Then we move on to Ukraine and how that disaster will end. Then we discuss Israel and Palestine. Will that disaster ever end? <laughs> Peace will arrive there as well. And finally, Taiwan. Will that erupt in war in this decade? Don't forget to become a patron at patreon.com slash ftapon. You can pick up my latest chapters as I write them for as little as two bucks a month. I really appreciate that because it helps make this podcast possible. Who do you think is going to be the nominee for the, for the presidential election for both the Republicans and the Democrats? Well, the odds look like Trump and Biden again, but... Repeat. Yeah, repeat, but... How, how confident are you? Hope somebody else comes in. Hope is not a strategy. What's what's <laughs> the uh, what's your percentage chance? Uh, I'll say sixty percent uh, for each. That each that, that, that each they will become the nominee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you're not that confident that Biden. No. So if Biden and or Trump does not become the nominee, you won't be that surprised. Right. Okay. Yeah. How about yourself? What do you think? Um, I think it's like. 85% chance of Biden getting the nomination yeah. and probably only about a 40% chance or 35% chance of Trump getting it. Oh, interesting. I'm far less confident that Trump will pull it off again. I think DeSantos, maybe some other dark horse. Pence, maybe. Uh, maybe, yeah. Somebody, anyway, some person. I, there's always surprises in every election. Yeah. There's yeah. always something that kind of nobody saw coming. And, and that could be it. That could be it. That you know, right now the presumed favorite does. I mean, Jeb Bush was the presumed oh, favorite yeah. back in 2016, yeah, yeah. right? And then Donald Trump used a joke candidate. Yeah, Nobody thought he yeah. was going to come up. And I remember even and Bill Maher, he had a, a female who's uh, a female Republican. She's blonde hair. I can't remember her name. Anyway, that woman she predicted on his show. Like, yeah, yeah. Two years before the election, like Donald Trump will be the nominee, and the whole crowd erupted <laughs> in laughter. Me included. <laughs> no, but it's just the nominee she was predicting. Yeah. And, and everybody laughed, and because it was such a ludicrous idea, it yeah, was yeah. unthinkable. Yeah. So it's like strange things happen, and everybody yeah. thought Jeb Bush or something you yeah. know conventional will win. And who thought Barack Obama would? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. yeah. Dark so anyway, so that's why I'm I'm predicting, and I think that Donald Trump fatigue will set in even among some of his supporters. Oh, that's good. His most passionate supporters, of course, will stay passionate. Yeah, but um, that's only twenty percent, maybe. So yeah, but I mean, anyway. So that's that's my take. And uh, who do you think is going to win the election? Then? Uh, I hope. I, well, we'll hope. I'm going to say Biden. Okay, if, Biden if it's Biden and Trump, then Biden. Biden. Trump. Okay, sounds good. Um, and then what about a war in Ukraine? What do you, how do you predict that's going to end? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm okay. I hope I keep saying I hope, but um, I'm thinking that Ukraine does their offensive and then they go into the treaty, you know, negotiate a treaty. And what's and, the end of the treaty? And I'm thinking that Russia gets to keep Crimea and they probably keep some of the, uh, the Russian lands and Ukraine uh, gets NATO and um, and they they may get uh, part of the land. Uh, going into uh, the what is it the Black Sea, 
there's a there's a connection that they that would well they, uh, who Ukraine Ukraine well yeah. Ukraine already has Odessa still yeah they already have a way to the Black Sea Odessa yeah. is a port yeah so, it's one of the connect it's the connection to Crimea okay what do you I, think I, I mean if they need Black Sea access they're going to have it through they already have it on Odessa yeah to me the crown jewel is Crimea that's that's, that's yeah but that's, that's kind of that's going to be tough to get. Yeah, I, I yeah. I know. When you say Russian lands, you mean uh, ethnically Russian. Ethnically, yeah. Or those are kind of held since two thousand fourteen. Current, yeah, yeah. No, I think that that's a fair prediction. Although I, I, I agree that it's going to be really, really hard for them to get Crimea back. So I, it's probably they're going to have to give that up. I have a feeling. But you know, a lot of people predicted that Ukraine was going to fall apart in like three days, yeah. and so or yeah. three weeks, and and that we were wrong about that too. So. It's amazing how often the conventional wisdom is wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, okay, what did you learn about traveling to Israel and Palestine in that zone there? Um, their politics, I mean, you think we're divided here. They're, they're so divided over in Israel. Um, yeah, the, uh, the conservatives, the ultra-Orthodox versus the more liberal Jews and then versus the Arab Israelis versus the Palestinian West Bank people mm-hmm. and the people in Gaza and then the Hezbollah and in Lebanon and uh, you know and then what um, Netanyahu is trying to do with uh, uh, you know overrule the the, the, the uh, court you know the Supreme Court if you were dictator of the world what would you how would you settle the difference like if you were the parent looking at Israel and Palestine and anybody else in that zone and just say okay I'm the boss this is the way it's gonna work this is the fair way I'm gonna split you guys up well, I try and get out of that as quickly as possible and create a democracy, but they don't have a constitution, and that's they, that's the Israel doesn't. Israel have, doesn't have a constitution. No, no, okay. and 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 the reason is they if they did, then they'd protect the rights of the minority, which are the Arab Israelis, and so. But uh, I think that I always hear Israeli people saying exactly the opposite. They're saying that Israel Arab Israelis have far more rights than Arabs do in Arab lands. Yeah, that's true, but they don't have as many rights as the Israeli Jews. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not equal. I mean, they do have a lot more rights, and they're a lot better off. I mean, because you're in Saudi Arabia, you may not be able to vote or do certain things, or I don't know what. Right. I mean, yeah, apparently can, there's a lot of restrictions. Vote, but, um, yeah, well, I mean, for instance, garbage. You know, there's so much trash all over, and it's... it's it's horrible in the Arab Israeli towns, you know, they're just their trash collection. I don't think that the uh, Israeli government cares that much. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's unequal. And uh, but you did not go to the West Bank. Yeah, I did. Okay, well, how was that? Uh, yeah, it was, did you just go through a little tiny piece or? Uh, yeah, a little tiny piece, Ramallah. Okay. And um, yeah, well, it, was it, had, it was the site of a battle there. Yeah, like many years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, ten years ago. Or yeah, something. all over. I mean, that place has been so contested. You know, the Romans, the Greeks, the mm-hmm. Assyrians, the, the the Chinese. Yeah, the the the, the French. You know, I mean, <laughs> gotta blame the Chinese somehow. Yeah, I found my fourth cousin seventeen times removed was the King of Jerusalem. Oh, okay. The, the Normans. Okay. Uh, and, and, uh, with the Crusades. Anyway, uh, do you ever foresee any kind of stability peace in that zone? Um, I, yeah, I, I think so. Um, Let me guess. You hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah, they, they, I, I think there are con- continued prosperity, and especially as the Arab uh, Israelis get more rights and mm-hmm. they are, um, you know, the, their prosperity increases. 
and uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised they don't have a bridge, a land bridge going between Gaza and the West Bank, you know, to hmm. kind of connect those two. Mm -hmm. But there's so much corruption in uh, the West Bank, and mm. uh, yeah, but yeah, but it's it's interesting in America. I know it's real difficult to talk about politics, you know, especially when Trump was here. Uh, in Israel, they have real big differences, but you could talk about it, you know, and you mm. could, you know, I could bring out my naive American assumptions, and they'd listen to it, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> give me an example of where you were corrected, or at least. Where, where you were told you were being naive, or for example? Uh, oh, when I, I, I would say, you know, from an American, if I were to say America is a Christian nation, you know, people would jump all over me. And, in the United States? In the United States. And when, so well, when, it depends. If you'd said it in the South, people might agree with you. Yeah, but the Bible they might, but I, I wouldn't. I'd, feel, I'd just feel really weird to say, here's a religion, and this is, you know, this is the religion of the country. I mean, it's, we have a separation of church and state. And in, in uh, Israel, you know, they say, oh, this is a Jewish nation. Well, okay, so if you're Arab, you know, if you're Muslim, then you're not part of the nation? Well, you, you really are. I mean, 40% of the nation is Arabs. So it's, you know, it kind of sets things up. But, you know, you've got to realize they went through the Holocaust and a third of their population was decimated and they're invaded five times. So they have a good reason to set a homeland for the Jews. But um, that just causes a lot of issues with the Arabs, and and you know, and you know, there's been various solutions supposedly provided, and the Arabs have kind of turned down each one. So it, it's a hard, hard situation. Well, I mean, but the Arabs would probably say that well, there's been plenty of solutions offers, but the Israelis keep turning down everyone. Oh, okay. I'm guessing, right? I mean, because usually both sides are proposing things and Israel has to be saying no to certain proposals. The Arabs say, have yeah, a great idea. Let's get rid of your state. Yeah. And the Jews and the Israelis say, no, we don't want to get rid of it. So they, we always ask Israel to just get rid of their state. What's the problem? And they always turn us down. You know? It's like we're being very reasonable. And, you know, they're being turned down. And, like, and, the, and the Israelis say, you know, like, we just ask them to just let us all the greater Israel to exist and you guys go away. And we keep getting turned down. Imagine that. Yeah. You know, it's like every previous proposal that we offer, it gets turned down. So anyway, I'm just saying there's two sides of the coin. Exactly. Last, uh, Taiwan. Last, last question. Yeah. Uh, in this decade, do you, do you think that we're going to go to war? You know, maybe later in the war, in the decade, um, I think China isn't there militarily. So um, maybe in another five or ten years, they'll find, um, you know, they'll have enough power where they could take a shot at it. But right now, I don't think they, they do. Um, and, but, I mean, my hope, again, is that the people of Taiwan will vote to join China, and the reason they'll vote that way is that China will will make it uh, make it worth their while and say, "Oh, you're going to have these freedoms," and they give more freedoms to Hong Kong and to to the uh, yeah. But until they give freedoms to Hong Kong, I don't think if I'm a Taiwanese, I'm not going to believe it. Exactly. Yeah. So and I don't see them going in that direction. Yeah, they may. Yeah. So, not, not not the way it looks now, but you know. I mean, they've know. only gone the opposite direction. Yeah. Since they took over Hong Kong. Yeah, so, and, but they went the way of Mao, and that didn't work out, and then they went, you know, the other way, and they progressed quite a bit. And yeah, so but now they're going they, back to the way of Mao. Yeah, and now, and they're paying for it in their economy, you know, and their their housing prices, and 
and uh, you know, a lot of the high tech is, is not doing so well, or as well as it could if they were a little bit more open and the, mm-hmm. you know, a little less nationalistic. So what yeah. percent chance that we're going to see war in Taiwan in this decade? Uh, 40%. All right, okay. You're How about, right. what do you think? Um, yeah, I th- I'm going to say 30%. I just don't, mm. I, I think it's, there's so much to lose. Yeah. So much to lose. I mean, it's a much bigger deal. I think that war is so much more dangerous than Ukraine and Russia. Mm. Because you're you're going to have the butting heads of the United States and um, China, two biggest yeah. military and economic powers, and they were and were severely intertwined with their economies, both of us. Yeah, and there's so much to lose, even if one side wins. You know, okay, so China wins, Taiwan, yeah, hey, what do you think? The United States is going to do? Is there going to continue trade relations? No, we're going to give them the middle finger and say fuck you and goodbye to all trade and we're going to say goodbye to you for the next 40 years yeah. and we're going to try to live independently and th- that means losing trillions of dollars of trade revenue yeah. Um, yeah. that China will lose from the United States and of course the United States will hurt, be hurting itself yeah. Yeah, as a result and if China, if the United States wins and defeats China well that's going to be bad news too I mean yeah. so either way it's just like even if there's a clear, decisive winner, both sides are going to lose tremendously. Yeah. So it's a really would be a, a foolish fight. Well, we've gained so much with our trade. You know, I mean, exactly. they've lifted a billion people out of poverty, yeah. and our our you know we've kept inflation really low because of our non-protectionist policies until recently, you know, under Trump and Biden, mm-hmm. they've kept that uh, the protectionist stuff, and so and, that's, and the protectionism more. will go up. If yeah. we go to war, exactly by yeah. definition. Yeah. So I, I just don't. That's why I think it's a low probability, thirty percent chance um, that it's going to happen. Uh, the only thing is that then, uh, you know, just if Xi Jinping uh, says, "Okay, well, I want to leave a legacy of the of the being the leader of China who brings back Taiwan into our fold." Mm. One last thing I will say is that I was talking to a friend of mine who was who's been living in Taiwan, yeah. and he basically said culturally there's not much difference between the Taiwanese and the Chinese, and he lives in Taiwan, married to a Taiwanese, but uh, he said at the same time if you say that to a Taiwanese person they will bristle. Oh yeah. Just yeah. in the same way if you say that Ukrainians and Russians are the same. You know, a Ukrainian will go crazy. They'll say, yeah, yeah. "No, no, we're different." You know, and it's like it's the same thing if you say the Canadians and Americans, U.S. citizens, are the same. You know, Canadian will say, "No, we're not. We're totally different." But in the grand scheme of things, in all three of those examples, they really are. I mean, so yeah. so similar. It's like Serbians and Croatians; they're pretty much the same. But you tell that to a Serbian or Croatian, they'll flip a lid. You know, yeah. like, "Oh my God, so different." But any outside observer will sit there and say, "The Serbians, Croatians, yeah. or the Hutus and the Tutsis in Rwanda." You're like. Yeah, that's pretty similar. <laughs> I mean, and, and yet we, we fight over these things. So. Us and them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. This is Franz Tapon, encouraging you to wander and learn and to follow Sim Blanchard's adventure. I'll put a link in the show notes before. And thank you again, Sim. And it's always great to see you. Thanks, Francis. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Take care. And that ends this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we've talked about, go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F-Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. F-Tapon is always my social media username. My website is ftapon.com. Do you want to leave me an anonymous voicemail? 
where you can make a comment or ask a question. Then go to speakpipe.com slash ftapon. Furthermore, if you'd like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. Now, five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the WanderLearn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn. Thank you.